When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Patchy fog, mainly cloudy with sunny breaks at times. The high of 60 today. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 44. Then Friday, areas of fog, partial sunshine develops with a high of 65 tomorrow. So 60 today, 65 tomorrow. Uh, partial sunshine, 57 on Saturday, partly to mostly sunny and 58 on Sunday. So the next four days look really, really good. Partly cloudy. It is 50 degrees right now. So Golfano, mm-hmm. is it like, does it feel nice out? You know, it's, uh, it's what people used to call Native American summer. No, that's right. I don't know why they called it that. You know, the Indian summer deal? Yeah, I don't know what that was really about. I don't was it the colors? Is that what it was? Uh, maybe. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, uh, I never did understand it. But it is beautiful out there. It is gorgeous. The weather's been pretty damn good, no question. And they did start to bitch about it on the news a little bit uh, locally, but it's like, you know, it's at least two degrees warmer than this time. It's two degrees. Calm down. Yeah, wait. Well, this will be like 15, and, and you know what? We might as well enjoy it. I agree. Why not? Yeah. This is all caused by the Eastern Hemisphere, not our fault. No, no. Well, yeah, I guess mostly, yeah, you're right, yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. You got seven billion people living over there. You're yeah. kicking out a lot of crap. No, global we, warming is our fault. That's what I've always. That's been what you've always heard. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We have one seventh the population they do, but no, actually, it's not that low. But it's yeah, it's nowhere near as many as they got. I guarantee. What do we got? Like one, almost two billion in the eastern, or excuse me, the western hemisphere. Yeah, that about seems about right. Yeah. Seven and a half, or yeah, seven about. billion uh, in the eastern hemisphere. Yeah. I guess, I don't know, we'll just try to keep working forward. But, yeah, but yeah, everything now is, oh, my God, if you open up that Diet Pepsi, it's going to cause global warming. Settle down. Well, look at it this way. I mean, the more people there are, the more people who listen to us. Yeah, see, until they die from right. uh, global exactly. warming. Yeah. You horn tootin'. Yeah, that stuff. I don't know. I just love it. It's one of those things, again, uh, I'm an expert on global warming. Oh, are you? How are you qualified for that? Explain to me. Well, I read a lot about it. Oh, so that makes you an expert, does it? Well, I mean, okay. I, like, I, I, I like science. I like reading about science. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I know very little. So I just, I just look at the opinions of people who have spent their whole life studying it, and I'll, I'll give it to them. Unless they're lying to make money. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if they're if they're working for, say, Exxon, I probably won't believe them. <laughs> You're probably not going that route. <laughs> no, I can see that. So, Mike, how's the Jew Hamas thing going? <sighs> well, that's I, a good way to put it, isn't it? Kind of a light tone. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, Just, you really eased it. Really that danced one. around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it went right to the heart of it. I think is really more right like to the heart of it. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, I, it's it's depressing, um, but. Uh, I, the only thing that encourages me is that there are some voices of reason somewhere out there. And, I, you know, it's not much good can come from decapitating babies. I got to agree with you on that one. I'm no. not big on that. But I, but I also think that this gives people a, a, a terrifying, which is, of course, it's all about terrifying. It is, yes. But, but maybe, maybe a better perspective on 
what happens it's funny because we keep talking about compromise on this show mm-hmm. yes and and this this is just one more indication of what happens when people refuse to compromise that's exactly what it is mikey we've been talking about that you and i've been talking about that together for about 35 years yeah and more so lately because and more so it's, lately, just, yes. it's every everything we read about goes to that very heart i just don't understand why people want to have such far right and far left belief beliefs that you can't agree with anything the other side says I don't get that. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the, the thing about compromise in this case is it's like compromise or die. So that should be an incentive. You would think so. But Absolutely. then again, we're not there. We're not, so, I mean, you know, that's just a perspective of someone who's not, not really involved in this thing, except for the fact that the, the hate that's spewing from this will, will touch all of us. It will. There's no question. First of all, let me, because I, I, I know a lot about this, but I didn't dig really deep. Is this about a belief in God? Oh, it all, all goes back to that. I thought so, yeah. So, so my God is better than your God. Right. My God wants me to be here, and your God wants you to be somewhere else. <laughs> That's basically... How can they believe? Mike, how do they believe that? I, I, I don't know. I just oh, don't God. know. I never understood it. I still don't. But, you know, that's... I think when it comes time to talk about politics, uh, about territories, about all these things, what you really ought to do is just set God aside for a minute, you know? Yeah. God or, has its place. Don't get me wrong. Greater good, that's wonderful. No yeah. question about it. Who doesn't like a greater good? Right. No doubt but about it. But don't drag Adonai, as the Jewish people Adonai, say, yeah. into this conversation. It's not well, helpful. Still one of the greatest songs ever written. What's that? Baruch atah Adonai, what's the matter with you, boy? <laughs> Kinky Friedman. Kinky Friedman. Yeah. And the name of the band? And the Kinky Friedman. I, I don't remember. Kinky Friedman. This is their real name. Don't look at me like his, that. You're very judgmental. His name is Kinky, or her name is Kinky Friedman. The guy, Kinky guy? Friedman. Yeah, Kinky Friedman. Uh, I, think that's, I think Friedman is probably his real name. You ready? For I don't the, know about Kinky. Yeah. So. You ready for the full name of the band? Yes. It's a real name, too. Kinky Friedman and the Texas Jew Boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Very popular. They're very popular. Yeah, his popularity <laughs> took a nosedive when he decided he was going to become a politician. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It did, yeah. Bad idea. Bad. It's a bad But you, that didn't last long, did it? Well, I, no, I don't think the voters really took to him at all. So I'm asking this to everybody on the show. I know that Andy and AJ are talking right now, and you know they're switching. But the, the rest of you on the show. Why can't we see that if there is a God, and maybe there is, I don't know, I I would hope so, there's a greater good, that'd be a good thing. Why can't we see then that it'd be better if we did get to know one another Mm. and get along as well as we possibly could? Why can't we get there? Uh, Because, uh, I guess because there's a certain part of, most human beings, that is pretty territorial. I guess, but to the point you're wiping out babies, yeah, cutting well, babies' well, heads off? That's what happens. I, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's, you know, I mean, even, even religions, within religions, people can't get along. No, they can't. Mm-hmm. It's like it used to be when I grew up, people were Lutherans. Huh? Well, what kind of Lutheran are you? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I'm growing up on Creighton Avenue in St. Paul, you know, if you were Jewish, you were Jewish. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, Orthodox, conservative, reform. Oh, no, you're right. So every religion splits up into sects. Told you when I was 16 years old, I met this girl working at uh, Donaldson's, mm-hmm. garden room at Donaldson's. Oh, a garden room. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you I get a pretty cheap lunch there. Absolutely. So I was 16 years old, and I thought, well, hey, I'd like to maybe take her to a movie or something. And so I went down. She lived in South Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And I walked up and I knocked on the door and her father answered the door and he said, uh, I have to ask you a question. <clears throat> I said, what's that, sir? And he goes, I heard from the Stanley family across the street that you're a Catholic. <laughs> and I said, that is correct. And he goes, well, we're Missouri Synod Lutheran and shut the door. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dang. I, I had uh... I'll never forget it. I had a thing for this girl in high school, and um, and you know we liked each other. We hung out. It was everything was great. And then one day I came over to her house to pick her up, and uh, her father took a look at me, and then he just started just just 
just went after me. Let's put it that way. He did? Yeah, he, I mean, he, I didn't have to tell him what religion I was from. No, and, he, and I wasn't yeah. religious, but he knew. Uh, after all, I can't hide it. And, uh, yeah, and things were, it was really ugly, actually. So what, was she a Christian? Oh, yeah, yeah. What kind of Christian, do you know? Oh, she was Catholic. Oh, she's Catholic? Yeah. See, that's kind of weird because Catholics and Jews tend to get along much better than that. Well, uh, growing up in St. Paul, yes, because in we North had Minneapolis. To, I mean, we were either going to go. Yes. It was either going to be war or peace, you know. Mm-hmm. And the idea was, this is a long time ago, but the idea was it was, it was impolite to discuss religion. You know, we had yeah. ours, they had theirs. Yep. And, and I mean... I asked my parents about it one day, and they said, yeah, they said, yeah, it's, it's not polite. And, and I said, why? And they said, well, because it, it leads to a lot of bad things and because nobody's going to convince the other one that they're right and the other one's wrong. <laughs> my right. favorite memories of religion. Did you want to make a statement? Oh, no. I can wait. Oh, no. I was just like, because I was saying, yeah, you can't really prove that, oh, you're right and I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. The only way you're going to find out is once we all die, yeah. we'll figure out who was right and who was wrong. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. But why would God hate an entire group of people? That makes no sense. Right. It goes against, like, the teachings of, like, every religion. Because they're all essentially like, hey, be nice to everybody else and yeah. do good things. But then now you're going to use your religion to go behead babies or commit heinous crimes is yeah wild it's insane it's somewhat out of hand is what you're saying yeah Yeah. (laughs) just a little bit my mother's brother one of her brothers and i can't remember is it called chaldean christian they're they're way over the top catholics there's a there's a branch so a branch of the catholic religion that's way out there and he decided that's where he wanted to go because my mother was raised catholic well she probably wanted to be on the supreme court one day yeah probably that's probably true Uh, um I, I just, he calls my mother and goes, look, I know I've talked to you about this and you don't really like the idea, but could you just come to one of our services? I think you'd really love it and you'd understand me better if you came to one of our services. And I, I think it's called Chaldean Christian, but I'm not sure. Chaldean Catholicism is a thing. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. The con- called yeah. Chaldean it's Catholicism. basically like Middle Eastern Catholicism. So why would he, if the family's from Germany, why would he follow that religion? He probably didn't. Oh, you think he just made it up? No, I think you're remembering it wrong. Oh, no, no, no. This is how it went. Oh, well, there are, yeah, basically zero Chaldean Christians who aren't in some way from the Middle East. Yeah. There you go. Maybe he met a woman or something. It could be. But I do remember her telling me, because she went to one of the services, this Catholic, uh, Chaldean Catholic services, and she said, Tom, they threw me out. And I said, why? <laughs> yeah, I have to remember, my mother had a very deep voice for a woman. So what do you mean they threw you out? She said, well, and she always used to say well, too. Well, <laughs> uh, we were at the service, and all these people started uh, jumping up and down and, and wiggling their fingers. Oh, and it's Pentecostals. It's Pentecostals, I, think I guess. you're thinking yeah. of charismatic yeah. Charismatic Catholic. There I you think go. you're absolutely right. Charismatic so, Catholic. So is there a difference between... I mean, I know that the Pentecostals are considered to be charismatics. I believe, so yeah, that's what charismatic is, is like right. a umbrella term. Okay. Yeah, I So think. here's my favorite. So they're doing the hand signals and they're speaking in tongues. And all, all these people start speaking in tongues, all the rest of it. Mm, that's, that's definitely charismatic. That's charismatic? Okay, yep. so it was charismatic Catholic. So I said, well, why, what, what went wrong? She said, well, I'm sitting right in the middle of all this, and they're all jumping up and down, and they're waving their hands, and they're speaking in tongues, and they're doing all this stuff, and they're all doing it. And all I said was, what the hell? <laughs> Natural response. Natural response, like, what the hell are you people doing? But they threw her out. Because she said, what the hell? I believe it. I almost got thrown out of a church once. Like, there was, I was at, a, I think it was a Lutheran church, and it was like, whatever, big, beautiful church, and it had in like the pews what I thought was a footrest. And so I'd sit oh, down, oh God. kick, kick my feet up, and the entire row is just looking at me. First of all, like, only black guy in this church. And I'm like, oh. and then my friend, like, kind of nudges me. He's like, hey, that's the uh, prayer kneeling board yep. that we use. Like, don't put your feet on that. Like, my bad. Let's put that back up. So, yeah. And they had just assumed you, because you were black, you were Baptist. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. That's, that's, that's right. I would. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
So there you have it. Isn't that interesting? You have, I mean, Mike, we've been talking quite a bit about this this morning, the fact that you have a God and I have a God, which should be a good thing, mm-hmm. but you have the wrong God. Yeah. What? Well, and, you know, it's, it's okay to be somewhat uh, pragmatic about it. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my friend David Colacci, his dad was a priest in Italy. What? Yeah. How can you have a kid when you're a priest in Italy? Well, you can't. I didn't but, think so. But, and that's why he came to America. <laughs> okay. So he uh, hits the ground running in New York, and he becomes a Pentecostal. Ooh. And so, but that didn't really work out. Came to Minneapolis, and he became a Lutheran. Wound up being a professor at Augsburg for like 40 years. Really? Yeah. So he became a Lutheran. Yeah. Why did that fit so well? Well, especially if it well at Augsburg, I can tell you that much. But it's just, you know, he just kind of went with the times and, and reacted to his environment. And, um, and he was a great guy, really a wise guy. And I just uh, I really liked him. But um, he was just, you know, he, he didn't see religion as, as something that you were born to, to, to be part of. And I think that, you well, know. I would agree with him on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I think that in another, in another era, uh, in another time, another place. I I know I'd get along with with the with the Lutherans very well. I like the Lutherans, not the Missouri Synods. That's different. Yeah, but I mean, you know, this Jesus thing isn't bad. I mean, if you if you're looking at a mythology, he's like a nice guy. No, I mean, it, it's all about mythology, and and if you embrace that mythology, I it makes total sense to me. Why do people need that is what I don't understand. Yeah. Why do you need to have such hateful, deep beliefs? That makes no sense to me. Yeah. I mean, if you want to believe in God and want to believe in a religion, God bless you. Good for you. I'm happy for you. I hope there's a God. That'd be great. Yeah. But I hate you because your God wears a different shirt than mine. What? Well, and, you know, it, it goes back to, to the beginning of this country, too, where, you know, we were the city on the hill. Yeah. And there's this belief that God wanted America to rule forever. And which, how did that get into Based politics? Based on what? Nothing. So they just assume that because it was a new country that we're the best country of all time, so we'll tell everybody else how to do it. But I don't think that was the assumption of the founding fathers at all. I don't think it was either. I think it was just bastardized. So why did it happen? Because people want to feel superior. So they got to an area which was not, you know, heavily populated mm-hmm. and decided, hey, I can rule this, my little square mile here yeah. with my own beliefs in religion. Well, and as I say, I mean, that wasn't the, the founding fathers were mostly deists. Yeah. Which yeah. basically, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of things about being a deist, but I, to me, the main thing is, it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, there might be a God, uh, and uh, that's cool. And uh, God, uh, undoubtedly, God created the heavens and the earth. But after that, you're on your own. There you go. Yeah, I don't now, have a problem with that. Is there solidly a greater good and a greater bad? Well, we know there's a greater bad. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew you were going to answer it that way. We know there's a greater bad. But I'm not sure the greater goods are winning right now. Not right now. They're not. No. Um, what is it about the human race that they just have to have an enemy? I, I, I've never understood that. Humans have to have en- enemies. Why? Uh, you, you know, I, I don't know. I, I do believe that... that for any civilization to progress, you do need to be able to go back and forth about whose idea is better. I mean, that's the Socratic method. Yeah, that's good. And that's, that's, that, the Socratic method is the foundation of, of everything, of democracy for sure. God just shut off my camera. <laughs> I didn't touch a damn thing, and it just my picture just disappeared. Hmm. That's really, really weird. I, I don't know why that... Oh, there I am. There it is. There, he's got oh, it back in. And there's Brittany. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you never didn't see Britney before? Uh, no, I, you know, I limited, limited visual field. Yeah, that's true. But I then I, I actually, and I, I hate to look at the screen here where I see everybody because when I see everybody, I see myself. You don't want to see yourself? True. No. You look good in that hat. What's wrong with that look? Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think we have masking tape somewhere. You can just cover up that part of your screen. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> a bad tape, idea. Just tape right over it. Yeah. Are you sincere about that? You don't like to look at pictures of yourself? Uh, you know, 
it's no i guess i i guess i don't a lot um, of, there are a lot of people like that. Say, actually, I'm the same way. Where oh, yeah. like looking I don't, at yourself, I on feel a like I'm hypercritical of myself. Yeah. Whether it's like or like listening back to episodes. Oh God, yeah. Like, oh. I can't listen. Oh to yeah, it's tough. Voice. It I took me it. forever to imagine get how used I to that. suffer through. I know. I'm like, I don't know how our <laughs> listeners don't just jump ship. <laughs> I know one thing about body image and other things is that when I get out of the shower mm-hmm. after a nice steamy shower. Uh, I believe at that moment that God created steam. Steam? Steam yeah. just to cover it up? Yeah. Well, I understand your position. Absolutely. Why are there so many mirrors in bathrooms? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I know. Uh, one would do it. Well, the, now it's <laughs> the mirrors cover an entire wall, for Christ's mm-hmm. sake. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either, Andy. I'm right here <laughs> oh, with you. No. I, want, I once nannied for a family who uh, they had a whole wall that was a mirror in their one of their bathrooms, and you'd have to look at yourself while you pee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. with that? Well, it was miserable. I'd literally, like, shut my eyes while I peed. I was like, this is not a time to be looking at yourself. No, and no. I saw a commercial the other day for, like, some tape, and they were like, one of the uses, you can, like, hang a mirror inside your shower. I was like, why on earth? <laughs> why? It's going to steam want? up, and you're not going to see anything <laughs> anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have a very small mirror in my shower for shaving purposes. Yeah. Oh, so shave in the shower? Yeah. But yeah. I've yeah. never done that. Is that I good? always have. Well, I, yeah, I can't grow facial hair, so mine is just a I quick electric either. shaver in the main mirror. Yeah. I got the patchiest beard of any living man. And, and, and being, uh, being very nearsighted from the age of, well, probably when I was born. <laughs> uh, probably. When, when I, I learned very early, like at the age of 14, how to shave without looking into mm-hmm. a mirror. Oh, I suppose. I'm, I used to. Yeah, when I just was clean shaven, yeah, I just shaved by yeah. feel. Yeah, it's no not problem. that tough. No. Why is it that I, my beard is five different colors? Mine is kind of two at this point. Oh, it, it changed all of a sudden or something? Well, it's got white in it now or gray There's so yeah. white so i've got i've got gray i've got red i've got brown i got so i got three and i got black and so i get there's one other there's blonde red? there's black something there's else red there's i mean it's i got five different colors and it's patchy i have open spots and then other spots that grow a lot longer than it's like what yeah. the hell is that yeah explain it to me the thing about mirrors and bathrooms is as far as I'm concerned, they serve no purpose unless you're going to have sex there. Absolutely. Something to watch while yeah. you're busy. Right. I suppose that's probably true. Something to watch <laughs> while you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're doing that, but I, I need yeah, to be like, distracted. It's like having the TV on. Sure. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. But um, I want to get back to that whole uh, situation because there, there are some articles nationally right now that uh, you know, McCarthy was thrown out, and then a Jordan uh, isn't, doesn't look like he's going to make it as speaker either. And some people seeing that as a sign, and I hope they're right, that Americans are getting sick to death of extreme politics on both sides, and they're going to do everything they can to get rid of those extremists, which I hope is true. Well, you'd like to think so. I mean, the, the interesting thing about, about it is that you have this, this, this group of, of people uh, stemming from the, the Newt Gingrich era, who uh, came into politics with the belief that compromise is death. And now, you never compromise. And now the, the Democrats are doing it. They won't compromise on anything. Well, in, 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 in this particular situation, the Democrats simply do what, what they're supposed to do. No, I agree. They elect their own leader. Yep. And then the Republicans say, well, it's all the Democrats' fault. Well, no, I mean, if, if, if you're the majority party then you get to pick the speaker. And, yes. but, but, and, but the thing is, if, they, if what they're saying is that Democrats should help to support, say, Jim Jordan, I mean, you've got to be crazy. Most of these Republicans, most of them, the, the majority of these Republicans, uh, wanted to overturn the election. So you can't really ask a Democrat to join people who wanted to overturn the, the election. But they've been wanting to overturn elections on both sides for the past 200 years. That is true. I remember mm. in 2000, the whole hanging chads thing. Horrible. God, they went on about that for years. <clears throat> I mean, it's happened on both well, sides. Well, I don't think there was anything to compare to January 6th. Oh, I no. still don't understand why that was so severe. One person got killed, and she was shot by a cop. Well, that's true. There were a number of people who died. So no, they didn't. Yes, there yeah, were. Wasn't there, like, the security guard that... 
No, a, a couple people killed themselves, like, yeah. Yeah, many a days or weeks themselves. later. Those, those were uh, policemen, mostly. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then there were people who suffered terrible injuries. But the whole point is not really about death and destruction. No, it's even. not. It's about the idea that democracy isn't functioning. Those, those people well, it's not. were brought there and told that democracy, we, we're done with democracy, essentially. Now we need, now we need a, a strong man. And that's where democracies go to die. Do you think it's a good idea that America now is being run by billionaires and only billionaires? No. I'm not real happy about that. No. I mean, you look at him, this George Soros, how dare you do what you're doing? Well, George Soros is, is for one thing, he's dying. For another thing, he has like... Well, his son's worse than he is. He has like 2% of the, well, okay, the family has like 2% of the wealth of Elon Musk. So if you're worried about billionaires, start with Elon Musk. No, no, no. I'm talking about spending your money to change politics in America. Well, they're all spending their money to change politics. I don't care if someone's got a billion dollars. I care if they use their billion dollars for the forces of evil. Exactly. Right. Well, if they do that, that's... And they're all doing Someone wants to buy a bunch of cars to store in a garage to gather dust for the next thousand years, then I guess that's on them. Wealthy people have... Always done that. Yes, I don't know have. what the fascination is. I, I think I don't either. I think a couple cars would do you just fine. <laughs> I just don't get like yeah, you par- you buy this car and you park it in a garage. You, you maybe take it out once a year tops. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just like it seems like a waste. You'd think that if you respected these things so much, you'd want them to be driven and used. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, I could see like yeah. classic cars and like older ones. Like if you had like whatever a delorean that was from the back to the future or something right. like that yeah. like okay yeah it's got a cool story you put it in your garage but i like how your know. idea of an ancient classic car is from what the 80s <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it was it was That's the first point. it was the first car the that this car of. you can think hey of. that 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 defines my car yeah, that's the it's classic. very classic. Yeah, yep. my car a is a is a child of the 80s. Yeah, yeah, still running. There you have it, it ladies uh, and gentlemen. I think it's worth quite a bit because there's the little touches that it has that are unique, like mm-hmm. the blue uh, the blue tape that's that's uh, keeping the, uh, the the headlight in front. Oh, on, that's a nice on touch. the car. Yeah, it's the nice Japanese touch. call that wabi sabi. Wabi sabi. Mm-hmm. Really, like really? It's uh, beauty and imperfection. Oh, so there you go. There's your marketing term yeah, for you when I you like finally that. sell it. Yeah. <laughs> you got all this your car is mired in wabi-sabi. Well, my car is it's mostly imperfection, but uh, hey, but no, you're right about beauty because it runs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. So we got to move on to a break here, or whatever. Do you do you think we could ever ever realize that both parties are in a really bad place right now, and move toward the middle so we could work together? Is that ever going to happen? It's not happening now. It's not and happening because now, that's the, for sure. the people who refuse to compromise with, with the other party now refuse to compromise within their own party, which but is the natural, it's the natural manifestation. Together. They both refuse to work together. I've seen it for decades. Well, they now. can't work together now, no. No, I, I they agree haven't with that. my whole life. Well, yeah, I guess maybe, you know, maybe when we were very young, yes, they could. When you had, Yeah, maybe. You know, those were the days, <laughs> those were the days when the... The majority people, the majority leader and the minority leader would get together for a couple of drinks after after a day of arguing, and everything would be cool. Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan you couldn't know. have been further apart politically. Yeah, but that's... But they were great friends. It ain't happening now. But is it because it's a business now rather than politics? Well, it's, it's been a business since the beginning. Well, but I mean, it's really over the top now. Yeah, but there were there were, there was a time when there were limits as to how much money you could contribute. Right, that's and exactly now, right. Now you just buy a candidate. Yeah, that's what ha- is happening across the board. You're just using all the money to buy the candidate you want. Mm-hmm. Packs I mean, and look, super packs. Yeah, well, yeah, we got to take a break here. I know, but there are some people. And I was just reminded by text message that I have a relative who has a relative. Mm-hmm. They're not my relative, but they're whatever. Uh, that believes that well over 200 people were murdered in the Capitol that day. That's why we have to what? be... Yeah. I've never heard that. Oh, yeah, he insists He insists that over 200 people were shot to death in the Capitol on January 6th. Hmm. Oh, really? I would I mean, say he's mistaken. But yeah, I would too, to tell you. But that's what people want to believe. Oh, yeah, well, true. and that's, that's exactly it. People believe now that... What you believe is something that comforts you. So you decide what to believe. Why would it comfort you that 200 people well, are dead? Because it means you're unambiguously on the right side. Oh, yeah. I That's suppose. why. Okay, yeah, you're right. Well, it's yeah. like any war tri- wartime atrocity propaganda. It's like if you 
the worse things you believe the other side does, the easier it is to stomach yeah. hating them. Yeah, that's true. It's this flip side conspiracy theory stuff where like, like, no, 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 these people didn't die of COVID. They died because of the vaccine they took for COVID. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you just like totally flip the truth like that? I don't know, maybe some people do die of it. Well, I, I don't know. It, it certainly is possible if you did. Yeah. But yeah. but the the idea that millions of people died from getting the vaccine, that's kind of out there. But well, but people want to believe it. It comforts them. But the problem is there was a scam on the other side too. I mean, everything is scammy on both sides now. Nothing can just be straight ahead. Uh, no question about it. Hey, look, man, we all took a massive punch from COVID. Um, financially, we took a beating from yeah. COVID. No, no question. So, I mean. And, and the death was a pretty bad thing. No, I have no question about it. How, how many people ended up? Where's, where's the number now? It's well over a million in this is it, country. Is it over a million? Yeah, and, and remember, in the, in the early days of COVID, nobody rocked those death figures like the U.S. Yeah. People, don't, people forget that. We had like a quarter in like 2000 and what, 21? I think we had, well, probably 2020 for sure, we had like a quarter of the global deaths from COVID. Yeah. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently the bat didn't get here from China soon enough. No. <laughs> no, and it looks like 1.1 million deaths from in, COVID. In America. According to this website. So that's in the last four years? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 1.1 million. Most of them elderly, does it say? Um, it doesn't give me an age range, but I was almost entirely elderly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I understand that old people died. Mm-hmm. Just sad. Sunfor. But like I said, I love the fact that I got injected twice and boosted three times, and I still got sick twice. <laughs> it's like, damn it! I got COVID <laughs> right. twice. And then you get people that were like, "Yeah, I didn't never wore a mask. I didn't get any vaccine, mm-hmm. anything like that. Never got." COVID. I know. Yeah. That's what pisses well, me off about it. And and I got all the vaccines, and I didn't get COVID. But unlike you, I was basically alone most of the time. Yeah, that's the number one uh, way to not get a disease is just stay away from everyone. Well, I will tell you flat out, and what caused all its problems at the queue and why I eventually left, because one of my coworkers was drunkard and a son of a bitch and right in my face, and I kept telling him to back up Mm. until finally the third time that person coughed and spit in my face. And I said, would you back the F up? They said that I attacked this person, that I was brutal to them, I was horrible. I got COVID five days later. Right. And Thank if, you. Even if you so did attack that person, they coughed in your mouth? Like they, they, they deserved right to get in attacked. my face. And from about five inches yep. away. I mean, that's how, I guess that's the kind of decisions you make when you're drunk. So, Brittany, why did you cough in Tom's mouth? Yeah, way to go, Brittany. I was just trying to experiment with how quickly (laughs) a human could get COVID. Could die right in front of me. We have to take a break because we have another appearance coming up from Kristen Burt, which will be cool. We'll be right back in a couple seconds. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. It's Tom Bernard for Flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. I'm happy to say I purchased an EV Mustang from Flagship and have friends and coworkers who bought new vehicles and used ones from this family-run dealership that's just 20 minutes west of the metro in Baldwin. Whether you want to compare their used car specials, claim Ford financing options, or simply book an oil change or tire rotation, they have you covered at Flagship Ford. New vehicles like the Ford Escape, the Edge, or F-150 pickups with special engine options. Flagship Ford can answer all your questions on your next new vehicle. The month of October is Tire Month at Flagship Ford. Fit your tires for your specific vehicle, any model car, truck, or SUV, and get your tires before the snow flies, just $5 over cost. That's a purchase of four new tires with a $70 rebate gift card on top of the $5 over cost on most brands of tires. Flagship Ford, east of the metro in Baldwin, Wisconsin, and online at FlagshipFord.com. That's FlagshipFord.com. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. 
Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt's with us. Oh, I like that, Andy. You got the women stacked up on the left. You got, uh, damn it, we have to move Gelfand so we can say, well, all the minorities are on the. <laughs> well, and, and you, of course, have the center square. Mm-hmm. Like a That's good true, game, I do. Good yeah, game you show. And, you and I do. Yeah. You, I'm the upper center and you're the lower center. So you and I will make all the decisions. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm willing to share the power 50-50. Kristen, last night, <clears throat> Catherine was asked by our daughter, Alex, whom you know, to watch her children so they could go out to dinner. Okay? okay. So I said, you know what? I just, I'm kind of a little tired. I think I'll just stay home and watch a little television, and then I'll just go to bed, and everything will be good. I got through about 45 minutes, and television... There was nothing on, so I drove over to my daughter's house and hung out with Catherine. Well, that's okay. You don't have to watch TV every night. Oh, I know, but there's nothing even... Because I don't want to watch the shows that we watch together. There's a lot of great Mm -hmm. shows on TV, but Catherine and I watch them together, so I didn't want to watch any of those. So I tried to find some other things. There's some stuff that's not very good. There's, but there's plenty for you to pick up and watch, and you know that. You just couldn't find something that you were in the mood for. Well, I just didn't want to watch something that Catherine would enjoy as well. Right. You know, that's that's interesting. I mean, you get to a certain age, I guess, or you've been married long enough, and cheating on your spouse means watching a TV show when they are there. <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> I've got a that's confession, honey. I, I, I don't know how to tell you this. I watched Alfred Hitchcock without you. <laughs> I don't think she watches Alfred Hitchcock, so that's what I did try. I watched an episode, of, but I, I've seen every Alfred Hitchcock episode about 15 times, so there's nothing new. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. I can't watch Twilight Zone anymore because I literally uh, have seen those things 20 times. I, I, I was subjected to that constantly <laughs> when, when my kids were younger. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, the marathon, every year they had to watch the marathon. <laughs> the Twilight Zone. on New Zone. Year's Day or New Year's Eve? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Yeah. So what's new on your end, sister? Um, is everyone enjoying their price hikes on Hulu and Disney Plus mm. and Netflix? They've all gone up. <sighs> yeah, so you'll start seeing that reflected in your bill. Got the email like yesterday from Netflix saying, "Hey, we're going up." They got like one more price hike, and then I'm out. Really? Is it that? It, well, Fubu, F U B O. I think it's called Fubu. F U B U, the clothing company. 
No, it's a, TV. It's t- a television. Tele- <laughs> the television channel. It's F-U-B-O. Fubo. F-U-B-U. F-U-B-U. Is yeah, you, you said Fubo. It's Fubo. People have said that oh, to me Fubo. many times. Fubo. You foo? You no, know, just F-U-M-G. Yeah, F-U. That's true. F-U-M-G. Right. Fubo is the TV. Fubo is the clothing. <laughs> Fubo's clothing and Fubo is TV. Yeah. Yep. Whatever the hell. Who, who cares? Uh, if you get premium now on Fubo... It's like $130 a month. What? For Fubo? Huh. The ultimate, I think it's, there's the choice, and then there's a great choice, and then there's the best choice. But beyond best choice, there's this very special choice, and it's like $130 a month. Are you paying for like a full type of cable package with them? I think it, they've got everything on Fubo now. That's what I think. You're, you're absolutely seems, right. Yeah, that seems real. I mean, that just sounds like you might as well go back to Spectrum or right. Time Warner Cable or whatever one <laughs> had back exactly. in the day. Um, yeah, I don't have, I don't subscribe to any of those. I literally just have sort of like Hulu here and Disney Plus there. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of like piecemeal it all together. But I have a feeling people are going to start making very strategic decisions as these subscription prices go up. Because it's not sustainable for people to have no. subscriptions, and I, it's also a sign that possibly some of these channels will eventually merge together because sure. they're not going to have enough subscribers in the long run. Is Hulu the biggest one right now? Netflix is still the king. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are still okay. Yeah, because yeah, they're we yeah we watch a lot of stuff on 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 Hulu, on Netflix. Amazon Prime doesn't have as much as I thought they would. They got a couple of good things, but they don't have their programming's not all that great actually. It goes in waves, I feel like <clears throat> oh, with does. Amazon okay. Prime video and I think a lot of us just have Amazon as a default because we like the free shipping (laughs) (laughs) which is such a weird I mean if you really think about this there are Hollywood studio who also will like mail you your deodorant for free. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? Really? You, you order deodorant, you get free shipping because you've or you've subscribed to Amazon Prime. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, it's nuts. I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon because my cat likes the boxes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yep. The best cat toys out there in the business. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is the Amazon box. Oh, they're yeah. fantastic. And by the time your cat shreds one, you undoubtedly have another one. Oh, yeah. True. I remember one year... Uh, it was before Amazon, actually, but we, for some reason, had a bunch of shipping boxes... I decided to like tape and cobble them all together into like a little uh, fortress for the Jack Russells. Yeah, and they love that thing. <clears throat> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they love going in and out of that old deal. So the big ones are Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Paramount is getting better by the day. They yeah, got a lot Paramount of good is one that I would uh, keep side eyeing because I have a feeling, even though it's doing very well with um, all the Taylor Sheridan shows, oh, I have a God. feeling that one will eventually merge at some point with yeah. another. Yeah. Yeah. Network, Peacock would be another one that might merge. I mean, Peacock is weird because it ha- becomes a destination spot every two years with either summer or winter Winter Olympics for oh, people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if NBC can have a very successful situation with the upcoming Paris Olympics next year, it might save the network. Um, but we'll see. Um, because it didn't do that well with Tokyo and Beijing because they were COVID years and people weren't super excited to watch athletes yeah. in a bubble. Yeah. Um, compete but I, I think paris will be their big coming out party and will also help determine what happens with peacock in the future i read an article and i can't remember where the hell it even was it wasn't some you know far left or far right publication but apparently nbc has like two shows that people watch and nothing else it's they literally listed as the worst available channel as nbc hmm. peacock it is uh, actually but uh apparently they got extremely political i don't watch a lot of Peacock, so I didn't know. Like I said, I watch Poker Face and I watched the uh, longer episodes of, of The Office, which are, the Office. are terrific shows. I think a lot of Bravo fans use that as a destination point. Yeah, exactly. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they had a big success this past spring with the Scandaval that we talked about ad nauseum oh, yeah. earlier yeah. this year. But a lot of people went back and watched prior episodes of, of things like Vanderpump Rules to get there from season one and catch up all the way up to season 10. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me if you own a channel and you take it very, very conservative or very, very liberal. Why would you do that? Why don't you offer your product to everyone, not just who people who agree with you politically? That makes no sense to me. 
Well, I, I think with news, there's there's a landing point for everybody. There's people yeah, who want a one point of view. There's people who want another point of view. And then there's people who want just straight news. So I think that's why we have that choice. I, and I think that's really what it's about. It's about choice and all of that. Um, but CNN is going to have a streaming channel on HBO later this year. So that's that'll be heard, an interesting yeah. aspect to see what happens, especially as we round into the 2024 presidential election. Now, will it be HBO or will it be Max? It's Max. Of course. So it is. But there still is an HBO on Max. There's an HBO if you subscribe to cable. I, I yeah. just I don't know anyone who subscribes to cable anymore, honestly. So no. it's just that no, that's true. that aspect of Max to me is still HBO. Well, I like HBO because I know that on any given night, there's at least two different HBO channels that allow me to watch Say Anything. There you go. Yeah, I mean, maybe what they, could be better? Maybe they should move on from that. <laughs> it might be time. I remember I got HBO in 1977, I think it came out. That was about right, wasn't it? 77, somewhere in there. Oh, my God. How much money was it then? It I would have said like early 80s, but it, it could have been late 70s. Andy, would you check out and see when HBO first popped on? Because I was living uh, right across. This was a brilliant show. 72. 72? That's God, I knew says. I knew it was the 70s, That's but I didn't know it was that early. November 8th, 1972. Oh, the day after my birthday. What do you think of that? Huh. Happened to be my 21st birthday. What do you know? Where could you, in 1972, where could you have viewed HBO? That doesn't even make any sense because it, it was ver- all. It was the very first cable channel. I think it was mostly just New York at the time. And it in became national. But it became yeah. national, it looks like, by 75. Yeah, so it was 77, about 76, huh. 77, I'm talking about. And I was the only one that had cable TV. Like, what do you mean cable TV? Oh, yeah. I they remember. had no I idea what the hell that was. I, I had, My parents said yeah. our neighborhood wasn't even available for cable TV until the late 80s. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's one reason that, that I moved when I was in my 20s to St. Louis Park, because they were like one of the first suburbs to have cable. Yeah, that's where I live. It was great. And I'd I'd say, hey, guys, you got to come here. The the putt-putt tournaments on ESPN. That's the kind of programming (laughs) they had. They did. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, it was fabulous. Okay, make a guess why I moved and where it was that I moved in St. Louis Park. Where did I move to? We're in St. Louis Park. We're in St. Louis Park. Boy, it's a pretty, you know. It's It's, This is easy. If you know me forever. I remember the house you had in St. Louis Park. This was an apartment, though. In 77, it was an apartment. Okay, 77 apartment. I don't know. Very easy, Mike. You know me. Was These it? other people might not even know what I'm talking about. Oh, I, I, I'm starting no, I to assumed, get a clue. I assumed back in 77, St. Louis Park was still all like cornfields and forests. No, no. But I could walk to the Lincoln Dell. Uh, I was going to say, like, I, I, could, I could see you like maybe across the highway there. Yeah, that's exactly where it was, right across the highway from the Lincoln Dell. So you were in, in one of the booby apartments, yes. as we called them. Yes, I was. That means old Jewish woman. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Absolutely. remember going into those apartments when I, I, I was a paper boy when I was a kid. And, you know, the, you open the door and it's like you'd be attacked by this wave, this horrible ar- aromatic wave of schmaltz. Oh, yes. And schmaltz is not a pleasant thing. Uh, no. No. no it's it like it's, it, It'll overpower. It's sort of like the onions in White Castle hamburgers, you know. You just, all you have to do is be near someone who's cooking with schmaltz and you'll have to, like, burn the clothing you're wearing. I got to tell you a very quick story. Jeff Passel. Now, Chris, you know Jeff Passel, right? Yes. He's been on KQ. You guys, everybody knows Pass. Of course. Uh, he signs on with uh, KQ uh, many, many years ago. So the very, very first time, because I knew his brother. I played, and I knew Jeff from before, too, because we played football together. Mm-hmm. But uh, for very first time, he, he signs on with the Q, and he's going to be my news guy, my sports guy, all that stuff. This is after Rosen left, mm-hmm. right? So I take him to the Lincoln Dell. And pass, even though he played football with me, we didn't, you know, socialize a lot. So he didn't, he knew me, but not the whole me. So we're sitting there, and Jeff is on Channel 11 at the time, I believe. This is before he went to Channel 9. And we're just sitting there in one of the booths there, right, looking out the big windows. Oh, it was yeah. Loved it. And this old friend of mine, and I mean old friend of mine, he's on crutches, the whole deal. He's about probably 80. I've known the guy, though, for my whole life about half of his life at that time. So he comes ambling over, and he's going very, very slow because that's how he moved. That's how he had to move. He got closer and closer and closer, and he gets up to the booth table, 
and he goes, Tom, I had to come over, and I just, I've never met Jeff Passolt. And I looked up him, and I said the whole word, not just, mm-hmm. I said the whole word, not just the, I looked up, and I said, why don't you F off? <laughs> I thought Passolt was going to have a heart attack. I'm swearing at an 80-year-old guy. <laughs> and then I said, no, no, he's my friend. I was, I was just kidding. The look in his face was, he was in horror that right I would. Why does the ghost, I imagine. <laughs> He thought he was going to get reported or something. I, I thought, I love, did you ever go to Lincoln Dell when you lived here, Kristen? I didn't. You didn't. No, Brittany, you're not old enough to have gone to the Lincoln Dell. No, but no. she went to Mort's. Oh, that's true, Mort's. Yeah. And it's on Mort's, video. Mort's was good. Was, is that, is, was Mort similar to Lincoln Dell then? Yeah, in some ways. In some ways, but uh, oh. can we still find that video uh, online? Do you know? I don't know. When we did the Mort's commercial, that was yeah. we had to do take after take of me biting into this giant <laughs> sandwich, and I've never been so full in my life. Yeah, it was just great. They because... didn't have you use a spit bucket. Yeah. No. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're. In food commercials, when you take a bite, you're supposed to then spit it out. Spit it out. Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, just no. eat it. I'm eating that sandwich. Seriously. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I was like the poorest I'd ever been in 20 years old, so it wasn't oh, like the worst thing at first. And eventually, and then they let me take all the leftovers home, mm-hmm. and I was in heaven oh. for like a week. And, you know, we I think that basically we didn't need to do all those takes of her trying to fit that huge sandwich sandwich in her mouth. Because, you know, the food was like just like all over the table. Sure. Uh, I would never have been able to get it, half of it. But I think maybe I think maybe we had her to do all those takes just because we were just kind of messing with her a little bit. Yeah, I don't and I remember, was not but. mad. It was like it was such good food. So if yeah, if the Lincoln Dells like Mort's, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Mort's is now closed. I know it's yeah. been closed for years. Yeah, sitting there empty. Well, it's been closed and then open and then closed. Yeah, and it, it went through like about six different ownerships before finally everybody just said this ain't gonna work. What an absolute honor it was when the family opened. Mort's Deli, and they named one of the sandwiches the Toots yep. after Toots. my mother. That's so cool. They That's named great. a sandwich after my mother. It was what was so it, like wonderful. turkey and sauerkraut, something like that? I don't I wouldn't. My mother was weird. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, it probably was. But, yeah, that was such an honor. I'd looked up there and see my mother's name, my, her nickname on the – that was very nice of them. Yeah, they, they named a sandwich after me. It was called the Disconsolate. Disconsolate, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Was it tasty? I don't know. I was too depressed to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sick of feeding you lines. I can't even take it anymore. But, you know. So what else is going on, Kristen Bird? Anything in Hollywood we should know about? I, I think everyone really needs to brace themselves because I know we've already talked about Jada Pinkett Smith's memoir. Oh, we've talked God. about Britney Spears' oh, memoir. But the celebrity memoir is the new celebrity podcast. So we've got John Stamos has has one coming out next week, the same time as Britney Spears, which probably is the worst timing for book sales. Henry Winkler the week after. The week after that, you've got (coughs) Barbara Streisand and her 1,000-page memoir. Whoa. And that so just tells I, you something about her ego, doesn't it? Just yeah. a little. Well, she's been writing it for like two decades. So I think mm-hmm. that this is, and it was um, it was Jackie Kennedy, just to go back like, yeah. to how long ago this was greenlit. Jackie Kennedy, when she was working, she was Jackie Kennedy Onassis, of course, and working in the publishing industry. She's the one who greenlit Barbara Streisand's memoirs. That's how long she's been working yeah. on it. Well, you know, we had a saying in the journalism business that if I'd had more time, I would have written a shorter story. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And she had 20 years to edit. A great deal. You know, I'm really curious because a lot of these particular memoirs that are coming out this fall were obviously greenlit during the pandemic. But now we have a strike. So I'm wondering if we're going to have a wave of like the next year or two of more celebrity memoirs because it's an easy way to make some cash yeah, quick. True. Yeah, true. And, and the thing about memoirs is um, a lot of people discovered this, uh, you know, probably going back 30 years, that the beauty of memoirs is you don't have to have anything in there that's actually true. That's true. Do you guys know the story about Barbara Streisand's sister and her father? Nope. You ever heard this story? I literally, it literally, my heart just hurt when you brought up her name. Every time I hear her name, I think of this. Uh, this is years ago, it was reported, that the two girls, and I can't remember Barbara Streisand's sister's name, but what doesn't matter. Let's say her name was Brittany. There you go. So it was Brittany and Barbara Streisand. The father is sitting in the living room on the couch, and they both, the girls both walk in, and he looks up and he says to Brittany, 
you know, honey, I got to tell you something. I'm so proud to be your father because you're such a beautiful young, uh, young woman. You should probably become a model. And he looks at Barbara and goes, Barbara, you're just not good looking enough. <laughs> to his own daughter. He said I that to I have interviewed his... Barbara Streisand oh. in person. And let me tell you, she is stunning. Yeah. Is she really? Well, She's I always thought beautiful. she was. I mean, you know, some people maybe, maybe, you know, the Aryan species maybe can't get over the nose. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like her She's nose makes her so unique. Like I think her profile is beautiful. Yeah. It fits her face. She didn't like succumb to the Hollywood pressure of changing her nose. I love right. that. Okay, I'm still pissed off at her for her version of Jingle Bells. Okay. <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all jingle the way. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. I was like, yep. Whoop. Back off. I think it was part of the plot to destroy Christmas. You remember that? That's what I'm thinking yeah. by all the Jews. It was a war against Christmas. I knew it. Sure. Yeah. It was a given. Every year we fight that war and every year we lose. Because I called her up and I said, your father was right. You're just not good looking. <laughs> <laughs> As she sits there atop her Malibu bluff. Yeah. Her right. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. her shopping mall in her basement. Give me a break. She's doing just fine. And, and what about dead. her sister, though? Yeah, what is her sister doing? I wonder what she is doing. Because she never became famous, I know that. Well, she well, wasn't we a fashion model, I don't think, was she? No, she wasn't good looking enough, apparently. Apparently not. Yeah, she's better uh, looking than Barbara, but not that good looking. No. Her name is Rosalind Kind. Rosalind Kind. Rosalind Kind? And what does she do? Uh, actress and singer songwriter. No. She's really? a half sister of Barbara Streisand. Oh, it's a half sister. Oh, okay. no. Is there a picture of her? Uh, sure, yeah. Maybe she's she married be? to Richard Kind. Could be. Great no, she is. I thought you'd be in the phone book. Your name is Kind Dick. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, Chris, she's the maternal half sister, so she has a different father. Oh, so he was praying, pray, huh? praising somebody else's daughter. <laughs> that or well, and, and then he's being rude to Barbara, right. who's not even his child. So that's rude. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And Kristen, you mentioned the strike briefly. So I saw that George Clooney and Tyler Perry like met with whoever like the sag whoever they're negotiating with did anything come from that are we expecting a resolution or is it still kind of at a standstill so uh this happened there was a zoom meeting with a bunch of a-listers as you mentioned george clooney tyler perry scarlett johansson ben affleck was there and um, they're really asking uh duncan crabtree ireland is our lead negotiator for sag after mm -hmm. as well as tom okay. since you're a union member um <clears throat> yes. but they you know, said, hey, we need to really start finding a resolution to this strike. They're asking the AMPTP to come back to the table. Remember, they walked away October 11th, but they were trying to see if SAG, if there's anything that maybe SAG could compromise on to really start get those actors back to work because we have the writers back to work. And ideally, you, you want to get the actors back to work before the end of the year. Can we get people back on set? Can we start cranking out a few episodes so that by the time we reach January 2024, um, there's something, there's new content coming our way. It is, as of right now, a $6 billion hit to the American economy with these strikes. And Ooh. yeah. And I will tell you, restaurants have said it's business is easily 30% down because uh. the writers and the actors <laughs> were on strike concurrently. And a lot of people thought since the writers were off strike that it solved all the strikes. No, these were two separate strikes. And God. It's yeah, it's it's not good. And I, I think if it, a lot of the articles, if you're starting to read them in Variety and Hollywood Reporter, they're talking about people who have now demolished their IRA, their retirement funds and help is hard to find. You know, the entertainment fund, you can get X amount of dollars. But once they've given you that maximum, you've got to go elsewhere. And even survival jobs, they just don't pay enough for you to be able to pay your rent and mortgage in Los Angeles. That's terrible news. It is. And, no and the, the sticking point, I think that they've come to an agreement on AI. It seems to be the streaming residuals that seem to be the key issue. Mm -hmm. And the streamers are all saying, hey, we can't afford this. And, you know, the, as the union is saying, yes, you can. We can see it here in the numbers. So we will see how this plays out. You know, the, the good news is that book club attendance has gone up 15 percent. Really? Attendance? Well, you know, it's online mostly. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say, online mostly. Yeah. They're reading all those celebrity memoirs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, judging the two women like Barbara Streisand's father did on this show, uh -oh. is if Britney would wake up tomorrow, you could both be movie stars. 
Oh, thank God. I was so worried. Brittany's really been sorry. sleeping the whole morning. <laughs> I'm looking at her and she's like this the whole morning. I was been listening. I really you thought were... you were about to tell Brittany she's not pretty enough, and I was like, that's something <laughs> yes, that I we should do not be doing. After 20 years, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell her that. Exactly. You know, that's not not true. I mean, I feel like face for radio is a thing. And oh, I'm like, yeah, oh, right. Come on. Come on. Face for radio. I don't mean it. No, now I feel like it's worse. I was totally joking. Now the weird you guys defending him feels worse. <laughs> Way to don't. go. Way to go, my friend. All right, another great report, I thought. So both of you get out there and star in movies or do whatever you do. Yeah, I won't be starring in any movies, don't you worry. Why don't you act, by the way, if you live in Hollywood anyway? I I can deliver information and news, but I can't deliver lines. I think they're two very different skill sets. Really? You You couldn't deliver uh, lines? Sometimes when my husband will have an audition, because he sometimes has auditions, and I'll read, and I'm like, I sound like a robot. I just, there's nothing there. But if you ask me to deliver a copy about entertainment or even like a corporate mm-hmm. video for something like that, I can nail it like nobody's Like nobody's business. business. Like nobody's business. I'm glad to hear it. Like nobody's yeah, but business. but asking me to act is pretty hilarious. Glad to hear it. All right. Both of you get to work. See you later. Talk to you later. <laughs> We'll be back with the family in just about, uh, well, actually, we're going to do a little segment, a little closing segment yes. right after this break, and then we'll, we'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch all his plastic keys, bubble machine box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years. But I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now. Stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. You damn right it is. There's no question about it. We have Brad with us. Brad, what are you doing? Hey, how's it going? I just woke up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, could you tell me all about that? I want to hear about just waking up. 
I mean, it's going good so far. I got coffee going. Uh, I put the I put the cat away for this. The cat wanted to be on the well, show. Been, there's nothing wrong with the cat being away. Why did yeah. you put the cat away? We like it cats. Gonna, it was gonna be a lot, man. Mm, too loud with those cats. At all. He's behind the door yelling at me right now. <laughs> They're yelling at you right now. Eh, yep. What the hell? It all works out in the end. So where are you right now? I'm in Detroit right now. And then you're, co- you're coming to town this weekend. Uh, free up Friday and Saturday in St. Paul. Brad Wenzel will be at Laugh Camp, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You said this Friday and Saturday. Yep. I wanted to make sure I got that right because, you know, we like having people on. Uh now, you can be on with us, because what we do, we've got about three minutes left of this show, and then we take a quick break and then come back for that whole entire 11 o'clock hour. So you're good with that? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can stay as long as you want. I mean, you don't have to stay the whole hour if you don't want to. I'm just, but we always just take a, a quick break. between. We do a morning show first, a three-hour morning show. We take a five-minute break, then come back and do it. My family started a podcast together, our son, daughter, my wife, and me. 12 years ago, so we're just oh. not letting that one go, man. We love it. <laughs> we love it. So you said you're in Detroit? Yeah, yeah. Is that where you're from? Uh, yeah, I grew up like 40 minutes from Detroit in Monroe, Michigan, and I started comedy in Detroit. And I was out in L.A. for a long time, and then I bought a, a house in Detroit this year, so now I'm living there. So did you do acting when you were out in L.A.? Uh, no, just stand-up. Just stand-up? You primarily do stand-up, yeah. So what is that's interesting. Moved to Los Angeles to do stand. Was that because most most guys moved to New York to do stand up? Yeah, it was um, trying to get. I caught some breaks while I was in Detroit. Um, that oh, okay. You, a good. lot of the kind of New Yorky things you go there for, uh, and then uh, I was trying to get writing jobs too. So that was like, oh um, yeah yeah okay. Everything kind of just. I was planning on going to New York. And then just the way everything kind of unfolded, I ended up going to to LA instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't yeah the plan originally. Or even if I was giving someone advice, I'd tell them to go to New York. Probably. I understand. Now, can you see us like we can see you? Yeah, I can see you guys. Okay, do you see what Mike Gelfand is wearing? Oh yeah, nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are kind of lo- you're all the size of a stamp to me. So, <laughs> oh well, that's going to be a problem. And for those who don't know, it's uh, it's my Detroit Tigers baseball cap. And people ask me, it depends. I have two responses that I use depending on who's asking me. Sometimes people will say, "Hey man, how come you got the Detroit cap?" And I and I'll say, "Well," and I, I there's an edge of hostility. Sure. So I say, "Well, you know, um, the the twins. I mean, where would they be without the tigers?" And I just leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, but but other people, other people, you know, they 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 obviously are are they don't have any opinion about it. And then I just tell them the truth, and I say, "Well, I wanted to buy a baseball cap, an official MLB baseball cap." And uh, it just turned out that, for some reason, the Tiger's cap was the cheapest of all. (laughs) (laughs) Which really isn't true. I like the insignia. I used to cover baseball. I've been to Tiger Stadium, the old Tiger Stadium, many times. Always enjoyed the Tigers game. So it's just about fond memories. Now, Brad, we do have to take that break here. But you actually picked a perfect day to come on the show. uh, Because we're sitting in here with a nice Jewish boy wearing a Detroit Tigers hat. There's an Italian, I'm sure he's got a gun on him, <laughs> and then a nice black man in America today who is, you're going to keep, you're kind of keeping the peace because you're right between the two. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Otherwise, there'd be a skirmish. There'd be a skirmish <laughs> between L.A. Nick and Mike Galvan. So just give us about five minutes, Brad. We'll be right back. we got the whole hour right after that, okay? Cool. Thanks. Be right back.